Hi, this is Steve Roost and you're listening to Health Tech Hour on UK Health Radio. Each week we give you the best news, views and interviews from the health technology world. From CEOs and founders to entrepreneurs and clinicians, the companies and people that are shaping the future face of healthcare. All on the world's number one talk health radio. Hello and welcome to Health Tech Hour on UK Health Radio. My name is Steve Roost and each week we bring you the best news, views and interviews with the CEOs, leaders and clinicians who are shaping and changing the face of healthcare in the UK and beyond. I'm a CEO and founder of a health tech company myself, and I'm passionate about the people and companies who are changing the world. Before we get into today's show, I'd like to just remind everyone to follow us on the socials, which is at Health Tech Hour, and please follow the station, which is at UK Health Radio. So today sees us returning to another alumni of the NHS Digital Accelerator, which highlights health tech set to transform the NHS. It really picks the best and the brightest. I'm not just saying that because we, my company is on it, but that is actually true. That's the purpose of the program. We have, um, we have Kerry, who's the CEO of Get You Better. So um, Kerry, also known as Dr. McClellan, um, has, was trained as a physiotherapist and as part of that was inspired to set up his own company. Now, Get You Better is, I, I, well, I'm sure we'll find out, but Get You Better, I believe, is the leader in personalized recovery and prevention via self-management support. What does that mean? Well, really, the issue that one of the major issues that the NHS is faced with at the moment, which I'm sure we're all aware of, is the fact that, um, well, people can't get to the doctors and people can't get to secondary care. And what um, Get You Better does is specifically focused on musculoskeletal injuries, MSK, which is one of the biggest problems for the NHS at the moment. It provides people, not just patients, but also clinicians with a way to manage their treatment and support for those issues more effectively at home um, or in clinical settings. So, um, Kerry, Dr. McClellan, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for inviting me onto your show, Steve. Good. Well, thank you very much for coming. So I ask everyone this um, as part of the show. It's been a pretty crazy 18 months for the world. Um, but but in general, for, for you guys that get you better, what, what's it been like? What's the mood in the camp been like over the last 18 months? Well, the mood in the camp has been has been incredibly busy. Um, clearly, there's been significant change and disruption across the whole globe. Um, but from our perspective, it gets you better. We have accelerated massively the production of uh, our self-management uh, conditions to make them available to support patients across pathways to self-manage. Um, and right now, uh, there is a real appetite and demand to support patients and a real emerging understanding of how technology can be incorporated into health systems appropriately to really support both the patient, the health system and, and people returning to work. Right. And I think what we're going to get into on the show is that one of the things, particularly with businesses like yourself, who I mean, and really that obviously the last 18 months has been pretty transformative for, for everyone. But but there are some businesses where they they, you know, it was a right time, right place sort of moment. And, and, and a lot of things came together. But I know that you were doing this a long time before this this COVID thing happened and were being extremely successful at it. So one of the things that I want to understand in the show from you particularly is what of those conditions that, that led to this supercharging of, of, of a need and a demand for services that you provide, do you think is, is sustainable? As, as in that those are changes that are here to stay versus what might be a spike around, around, um, around COVID. Um, but but before, we, before we get into that, um, as regular listeners of the show know, we divide the show up into three parts. The first part is an origins part, which is all of the um, all of which, all of the, all of those things that brought you to be doing what you're currently doing and, and where where you came from and how you came to be doing all of the awesome stuff you're currently doing. The middle part is all of the incredible stuff that you're doing to change the world right now. And then the final bit, you know, if we get to it, is really what does the sort of the future hold for get you better? So let's go back a little bit. And at what point? So you're a trained physiotherapist. And at what point did you 
know that you wanted to get into physiotherapy or physical therapy or when did that kind of light bulb sort of moment happen for you well for physiotherapy it was always something that I wanted to do from a young from a young age and so it really was a natural transition for me into physiotherapy getting into health tech and physiotherapy is a very different matter so my career has been as an advanced physiotherapy practitioner specializing in emergency care so sitting in emergency departments seeing patients that walk through the door having been hit by a car had a sports injury might have ruptured ligaments in their knee and instead of seeing uh, a medical doctor a traditional route they would see a physiotherapist like me who's appropriately trained to request MRI scans, x-rays, interpret them, refer patients into the system. Now, I've been doing that for quite a while alongside research. And the research was really into this kind of extended role. How can we use people with the right skills to help the system? And I did a PhD. That PhD was in how you deliver urgent care, how you support soft tissue injuries in emergency departments in the UK. So what is the most cost-effective and what's the most clinically effective way of doing that? Right. And it was during that journey that I realised that you can combine the physio with a digital technology mm. to actually unlock and support both patients, the health system, and uh, people in the workplace. And was that because you noticed something? What, what, like it sort of seems sort of obvious now in a, in a way which is like oh yeah you know let's just provide services through people's phones and tablets and like that's that's like obvious why would we i mean that were i mean but i mean it's not to say that that, that i mean there are lots of people that don't believe that that's obvious certainly within the nh still even though it's changing but like when you were doing that what when you were sort of when you started out in your role and, and you sort of moved into your phd what what were the kind of major challenges really for you on the front line in your roles that you sort of that, that I guess had tickled things in your head and you were like well maybe there's a way we could do that better or like what how did that sort of flow through well I guess there's two parts to that firstly there's the clinical role so being a clinician seeing patients you spend your days uh, educating them giving them the confidence knowledge and skills to be able to deal with it what can, can be quite a sudden change in in their normal life um, and also providing very clear explanations about what is normal, you know, what to expect and how to get yourself better mm. and how your journey is going to go. So there's a clinical yeah. element to that. I was doing day in, day out. But it was really during the writing my thesis. This was in 2006, mind you. So this was really pre just on the area where smartphones do you know that's a great it's a great time i like i feel like that gives you a great perspective which i'm sure you're about to, I, which i just interrupted you about but that's it gives you a great perspective i think right because it, it was it's sort of like coming up with an idea to launch a digital platform now is like well you know yeah whereas like back you know the, the back then i said sorry i'll let you finish now I'm no, no, sorry. No. <laughs> sorry please finish i'm sorry okay no problem um this is, that's exactly right. So it is quite a unique perspective. So at that point in time, I was writing this 90,000 word uh, thesis to, to be vibed on, which is a nightmare. But I wrote 10,000 words on, on what is a soft tissue injury and what is the condition of an injury and how do people go through their journey and how do people get better? And while I was writing that chapter, which, which by the way, didn't make the cut. So okay. chucked out. It's in, the, it's, in, it's in the director's cut somewhere, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's pretty out of date now. But um, it, it occurred to me at that point, while I was doing the work for that specific part of it, that patients experience a condition. And that's a lived experience of a problem from the moment it happens. So an acute injury, an ankle sprain, yeah. right the way through to having an ankle pain from an ankle sprain two years down the line. Mm -hmm. And you could map that condition journey and slot in the evidence, slot in the advice, slot in the flow, the clinical mm -hmm. pathways. And you could slot into it the how that person should interact with the health system. So this idea of them being able to build it was born. So right. the idea of, okay, we can build, there's potential to do this digitally as digitally was emerging. But it wasn't until 
2013 that, that idea was mulling around when really the opportunity the early days of digital uh, platforms like this um, emerged so that, okay now we have the capabilities to do this and deliver mm -hmm. it to patients so I set up get you better way back then yeah to build the first thing and then the the obvious thing to do because it's the most prevalent it's the most biggest impact in long-term conditions globally i mean when the who the world health organization they use daily adjusted life years to to assess the impact of conditions such as cardiovascular disease diabetes back pain musculoskeletal and across the globe back pain has the biggest impact in the long term of any condition so it seemed like a very logical place right. to start. so we right. built set i set about building this day-by-day -day condition journey for back pain Okay. That's about integrating into the, and, and build a platform around that. While still working, I, I'd hasten to add. So I <laughs> doing it. Yeah. And that's how the first iteration of Get You Better's platform, and that's the timings mm. and how it came about. Okay. And why um was there something because obviously from 2006 to 2013, during that period of time, I guess what what problems does a digital platform solve within the healthcare system as far as, you know, um, prevention, injury prevention, treatment, soft tissue prevention, back pain? Like what were the problems that were pre-existing that a digital solution can solve that couldn't otherwise be solved? Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, th I don't think at that point in time. So it's really after 2013 that the, the problem of, um, over treatment, the right. problem of inefficient pathways, the problem of capacity, the problem that patients have no idea how to manage or have, don't have the confidence, often don't have, don't have the confidence, the knowledge and skills to manage it and therefore mm -hmm. seek too much healthcare. So we're in a situation okay. where 30% of patients will visit, 30% of GP appointments are for musculoscheletal conditions. In the wow. UK now. Is that consistently now? 30% are for MS musculoskeletal. Right. So in England, there are 320 million GP appointments a year. Okay. So you look at 90 million GP appointments for musculoskeletal conditions. Wow. Right? That's, that's, that's enormous. What's the second biggest bucket? Do you know? I'm just out of interest. Of, of musculoskeletal? Well, no, 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 no. Of, of like GP appointments, if MSK is... Oh, not 100% sure, but I believe cardiovascular disease, diabetes okay. will be up there. So atrial fibrillation, hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, yeah. you know, those other areas. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the NHS plan now, they're, they're clearly focusing on key areas like ophthalmology, yeah. musculoskeletal, cardiovascular disease, long-term conditions. So, um, but musculoskeletal takes a, a decent chunk of those. And mm -hmm. about 20%, I believe, is over-treatment. So okay. as an example, somebody with back pain has a back pain and, and, you know, it's very prevalent. They go and see their GP. Back pain reoccurs over a year and then they go back and see their GP. So roughly yeah. speaking, they'll visit their GP four times, quite often for medication and unfortunately still is the case about 95 percent of patients mm. will be given a prescription for medication. Yeah, that's the, is that is that the first course of action generally speaking yes. if someone presents with musculoskeletal yes. issues yes you come to me and i want to give you something to help so medication is, is often what's done okay if you can provide immediate access to a locally configured locally produced easy to use app and mm -hmm. connects patients to the whole pathway and supports them to self-manage. You can reduce this over-treatment. Yeah. If you give people confidence to manage it, they seek to go to their GP less. Yeah. Amazingly, you can prescribe digitally instead of pharmacologically. So if you get yeah. it right, and I'm not saying it's easy, if you get it right, you can prescribe digitally and reduce the costs and the burden, most probably, of inappropriate medication prescription. That makes sense. And so yeah. was 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 this consistent for, for musculoskeletal issues? Was it was it always consistently, you know, 30 percent of, of GP appointments or is that shifted? Or is that historically constant? I'm just I, I don't know. Are people getting more MSK issues? I don't know. I'm just interested. Yeah, I think um, I think I think that 30 percent, if you look at the ranges, 
30 right. is a number, but it really does range between 20 to 30. So I would sure. say it is static. But what is increasing year on year, and especially over this recent challenges we've had with the COVID pandemic, is emergency care. Patients are seeking health, health in multiple places. Okay, so because they, they don't go to the, the, GP, right, they go to the they... emergency department. They don't okay. go to the emergency department, they go to the walk-in centre. Okay. And so that's increasing appointments and unscheduled care. And, and is course, that, and sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, and is that, is there, is the mindset there, is it because they're unable to, they don't get the treatment that they want, or is it the recurring, the, the, the problem reoccurs, they can't get an appointment, so they then just go to get somewhere else to get the, the recurrent issue treated again? Is that, what's the sort of, you know? I think it's a combination okay. of all of those factors, really. Okay, right. Um, okay, so I, I think I understand the background of it, but that's still, you know, it's quite a long way from, you know, where you started to then launching a company. And so from an entrepreneurial perspective, w- was that something that you always felt like was your pathway or was it sort of a surprise to you that you ended up on that journey? How, how, how did that happen? I'm always really interested in clinicians who have, yeah, moved yeah. over and done the entrepreneurial thing because it's not often that that being a clinician and being an entrepreneur are necessarily the best bedfellows so i'm just how, how was that journey for you uh yeah well that that it, it, yeah, that journey is an interesting journey i'd always been pushing the boundaries clinically professionally within the roles that i was doing and i, I was doing research so i was leading research at the university of the the, the non-medical research at the University Hospitals Western NHS Trust. So I was, mm-hmm. I was having a research role, which was kind of pushing boundaries and doing stuff outside of a traditional role. But this idea is a, it's an itch that would not go away. The <laughs> itch that was, you know something, I think we can make a difference to patients, the health system and the workplace by doing this, using this combination of skills, if you like, mm-hmm. this boundary spanning to to do that and so i threw all my eggs into one basket now digi- digital was not really on my radar in 2010 2011 2012 but after okay. 2013 it became the 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 opportunity the potential really started to emerge and so i grabbed that and went down the line of of changing to 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 transpose if you like that clinical knowledge into something that's usable for population right support that and i got it you know, right wrong but you know the journey between <laughs> 2013 to now has been a very different one and there are key parts of that 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 really did make a different really changed things mm. and then um, one of the big things about get you better i know is is self-management or, or or giving individuals access to information and to support in order so that they can take more responsibility for their health which is you know exactly i mean i i'm uh, i'm you're preaching to the choir in that respect with me i think that makes total sense how, how much of a revolution revolution or how much of a kind of a a change of mindset is that from what was happening you know prior to 2013 this concept of give if you give individuals more access then they can look after themselves more or was that always there but there just weren't the tools to do it efficiently and effectively and at scale yeah that's a really good question from my experience it wasn't really until 2018 that the system started to catch up with the idea of using properly tools to solve the problem okay so from a perspective of self-management supporting patients behavior change helping patients have the confidence knowledge and skills to do that so there is this lag in between really where there really wasn't a a space or a mechanism for people and and i had conversations with people in 2016 as an example when the nhs said right we need to sustain ourselves and we need to transform ourselves yeah yeah so yeah. that's a way of of of, of, of really i mean it's, it's it's hard to change large organizations so it was a brilliant um, process and that right at the beginning of that i had a conversation with a in a, a ccg okay a clinical, clinical commissioning group for our listeners sorry a that's okay commissioning group thank you in my local region where i was known i knew all of them i said look guys this is what we've got for back pain 
And I believe this can be integrated into your system to support that. And, and at the end of this meeting, everybody was in the room and they said, you know, brilliant. I'll tell you what, in two and a half years time, that is exactly what we're going to need. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, and what do you need in two and a half months? <laughs> two and a half. Well, two and a half. Two, so, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um but 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 were they actually with it was that that sound like that might have been a very accurate prediction in terms of the timeline though like, i think so but it wasn't with them <laughs> okay right <laughs> but it is now with them actually so it's right, come okay. full circle so the, the company's grown changed adapted and is now producing you know this, this kind of uh integrated locally configured digitally enabled pathways across the system now and, and now it's more acceptable right. both this has really started to gain momentum before the pandemic but really the pandemic has escalated a lot yeah uh, people's perceptions of the capability how enabled we can be digitally yeah and, and and how enabled we have to be in order to yes. deliver healthcare efficiently and you know effectively at at scale there's just you you, you have to use digital platforms to, to to the extent that you can because there are some things that you just physically cannot do digitally ergo you need enough budget set aside for those things which comes from freeing up you know individuals from where where digital can can play a role so i know i completely completely agree so when you started your back pain in 2013 and then after this one question, we'll come on to all of the fantastic stuff you're doing right now. But I just want to understand this one thing. So when you started your back pain in 2013 or your, your first first iteration of Get You Better with Back Pain, how um, what was the initial reaction, not just from from clinicians and from, you know, clinical commissioning groups and all those good people, but but actually from from individuals, from the patients that, that, that started to use it? What 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 was the feedback and reactions that you got on, on the ground? Well, um firstly the first two to three years weren't particularly very successful so we didn't actually launch it took three years for me to get the platform built right build the pathway so look at that condition journey and say right on day one what is the lived experience for this condition on day mapping that out right the way up mm. to two years and then build the platform to meet it so we have start off with a business to customer so naively started off thinking well i can sell get you better into the app store right 99 that will okay you know, yeah. that model really doesn't work very well and so it really was around 2017 2018 where and i don't like this word pivot but it is really uh, uh, a pivot, pivot sounds simple pivot isn't pivot pivots part of a, a normal agile process of product development yeah we we changed this become a business to business to customer so we yeah. changed our platform to enable ourselves to support organizations rather yeah. than selling directly to the customer uh, to sort organizations to support themselves but also support patients and that's when we had our first back pain platform software mm -hmm. as a service whole organization support and it was really then when our first customer was, it was with um jim fenwick from battersea healthcare uh ben wanless from st george's who's a digital lead in, mm -hmm. in and wandsworth is quite a young ccg quite digitally progressive they understood at that point the need or the way to support them and their biggest problem was from a point of view of a patient's point of view is they were seeing too many people that didn't need seeing Right. They, they had a problem that their physio, that everyone was being referred to physio because they weren't FCPs. And they had so many people that actually they just gave a leaflet to. Right. Right. That had right. no support and, between, yeah. during or afterwards. And so this, this, this group of GP Federation, the, the, the CCG and, and Ben at St. George's, who, who is, is amazing and is very digitally agnostic. So he, he's very fair about yeah which digital solutions he might choose. We worked with them to build them a Wandsworth version of our platform to integrate it in there. So we went to our first yeah. CCG meeting. We said, right, we're going to do this at two GP practices and, and support the physio service. In that CCG meeting, the first week, they said, no, we need this across the whole lot. So can you wow. use this across all 40 GP practices? And so that, then that platform was built. So we, we knew we had something right. right. These guys had a problem. They couldn't support the patients. Now, the patients, from the patient's perspective, 
Some loved it, some hated it. Some didn't, some thought they're being fobbed off. Okay. Um, and the, you know, so, okay, that's, that's fair right. enough. And, and so we worked very closely with Wandsworth to learn, understand, develop, and change it and help to support the clinicians to give it to the patients and the patients to get onto it and for the patients to understand why on earth they've been given this and it isn't a fob off you know it's, it's part yeah. of your service yeah i think yeah. um sorry i was gonna say i mean look I've, I've i've done a fair amount of sport in my life and you know been in and out of different physios and you know there is an element where you the physio appointment you you kind of psychologically want the physio to fix it right but then actually the physio appointment is only 20 or 30 minutes or whatever it is, right? So sort of yeah. actually what matters is that you stick to whatever the program is, but the program, there's no reason, like the, the physio will demonstrate the, 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 the exercises and what you need to do in, in, in the, in the um, session, but there's logically, there's no reason why you couldn't access that digitally after the fact and to check on them. And actually you might want to, right? Because you can't remember what happened i mean a really good example just me personally i i i um i actually had back pain about a year ago you know small children running all over me you know just <laughs> my back just went and i went to the physio and um she actually basically she had me do these exercises and then she basically videoed me with my own phone so that i had a video of these things on my phone afterwards right <laughs> which is kind of a, <laughs> just a sample of one indication of why a service like yours might makes some sense yeah. right particularly if, if it's a complex issue you've got people with certain other you know issues that they're dealing with who maybe can't remember the things you know it's not like you can draw a diagram on a piece of paper right so anyway i was just sort of as a as an aside there so um i totally understand so let's move to now where um what what would be really helpful i think is from a user's perspective and a clinician's perspective walk us through um what they see with get you better you know, or, or, and explain to the listeners how what what get you better is how you would explain it, and 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 you know what as a user or what as a clinician they might see. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so, get you better is a digital self management platform for all common musculoskeletal injuries and conditions such as back pain, back and leg, neck, knee, shoulder, lower limb soon to be a community pelvic health pathway. And our platform and patient-focused app is integrated across the whole care pathway and is made available to patients wherever they enter it. An emergency department, GP practice, physio department, urgent care centre. And we provide this integrated, but crucially, locally configured content for patients that digitally enables a pathway from the beginning right the way through to the hospital so our app is designed to support patients to trust their recovery self-manage and have the confidence to utilize less healthcare resource right so effectively they can take more control over it themselves and they don't keep going back to say oh i've got this issue they actually have the resource that they can turn to as a first port first port of call that's right. And if you're a clinician, you come and see me with your back pain at the GP practice. But actually, before you've even got there, the GP practice with the e-consult, so that the system might say, actually, why don't you download your local Wandsworth, Kingston, Bristol, Gloucester, low back pain pathway. And this right. pathway will support you day by day. And by the way, we do want to see you. We'll advise you when to come back and see us. And by the way, we will support you the whole way through your journey and we'll connect you if needed to local physio to local treatments and local services this is part of for you your local care pathway. so before you've even gone to the clinician you can get access to a local care pathway right the benefit the benefits of that are that you can access it 24 7 so you can do it on sunday night at 10 o'clock at night and you get access to local content and the content and the journey you go through as a patient you don't know the difference but actually, structurally, behind the scenes from a healthcare system, it's different for boroughs within an integrated care system. So an integrated right. care system is a large super CCG, clinical commissioning group, that yeah. has scooped up the, old, the other places within it. So if you take 
our area where we're doing quite a lot of work in southwest London, that includes Wandsworth Borough, Kingston Borough, Richmond Borough, Sutton Borough, Croydon Borough and Merton Borough, all with large populations, all with different processes. So if you're in Wandsworth, you get linked to the Wandsworth app. It's standardised to the ICS, the Integrated Care System, but it's configured to that area. And if you're in Kingston, you get to Kingston. So as an example, if you're a patient with back pain and we give you a a tool that's designed, a stratification tool, a tool that's designed to say, look, you really will benefit from Mm self-management. You need to see a physio. Actually, we're recognising some risk factors. Let's get you some CBT, some support and physio. Yeah. In Wandsworth, we're able to deliver that at at the right time based on what they want and the patient answers the question. Then we say to them, right, actually, we're going to refer you for physio, right? So if you're in all of those boroughs, if you're in Wandsworth, we send them to the physiotherapy single point of access. And that's the structure they've got set up. In Kingston, if you live in Kingston, we don't say that. We say, right, for you, let's get you booked in to see the first contact physio at your GP practice because they need to have a look at you. If you're in Sutton, we say, right, here's a telephone number. Why don't you phone, leave your number? Right. Somebody will phone you back in 24 hours. And if you're in Richmond, we just send a referral straight to the physio department. Right. And that's that's how get you better works. It's so it's completely it's it's completely speci- speci- specialized as to whichever area you're in. Yes. And right. that's and, and so is some of the content, too. So we we have three types of pathways in our platform. And this is where we're quite unique. We have a condition pathway, which is the lived experience. That's what I was talking about. My first idea that yeah. lived experience of a condition from day one, an acute injury right the way through to long term conditions. And we take people on a timeline. So you would log in at four weeks and say, right, you're four weeks in a back pain pathway for Wandsworth. This is the stuff you need to be thinking about. Here's the physical, mental, social behavior change. Here's all the content you need to get better or support yourself. Then what we do is we say we do the clinical pathways. We say to the organization, right, how do you want people to move through your system? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So we, we configure that and then we configure it to local regions. And then we say to the health system, say, right, who goes to the emergency department? Where do they go? Who goes to the GP? So that we, we configure the health system and that might be physio. So automated referrals to physio it might be automated referrals to other areas. But then we include the social care because social care is a massive area. So housing, um, you know, unemployment support, you know, all the bits, the determinants of somebody's well-being. And then we put in the public health. So if there's an osteoporosis class as there is in Kingston and somebody's over 60 and they're female, we say, look, do you know there's this really great exercise and osteoporosis class here? Okay, so it's way more than just physio i mean there's a huge amount that goes into it it's really like a how, so how do you how how do you how do you describe it as a self-management platform or how how will you how do you talk about yourself now yeah we we talk about ourselves as a, a, a digital self-management for all common musculoskeletal injuries and conditions that's our thing right. it's, it's all common musculoskeletal injuries and conditions and okay. we describe ourselves as a, a platform designed to support the health service the patients and people returning to to work so it's not just about triage so this is this right. is the thing. so it's not just about triage it isn't just about um uh triage or exercise prescriptions that's the physio element to it mm-hmm. it is actually a whole pathway approach yeah. how we what we're trying to achieve and that includes by the way triage symptom monitoring keeping people safe using stratification tools outcome measures questions navigating and ongoing symptom monitoring because that's important especially with the long waits that we have or people are experiencing it's about recovery it's about day by day recovery for that condition that responds to how the patient's feeling so all of our content about this journey that the patient goes through is provided depending on how they're feeling so if they're getting worse we provide content that's, that's supporting somebody going downwards if they're staying the same we provide content if they're improving so we really provide things on a timeline how patients are feeling then it's about automated referrals so we can connect patients to treatment services and then it's about rehab so when patients are needing rehab we connect them to rehab and as an example we are partnering with escape pain okay finding a a snapshot of their 12-week program 
for patients and making it available and automatically referring to them when appropriate. And this mm-hmm. is how digital technology like ours can support the whole pathway. Because when somebody goes to for 15 weeks and they have got back pain, why are they not being given access to the yep. local rehab program that's there? And then we onboard the program onto our platform, make it available to patients. They have a very clear idea of what happens before, during and afterwards, crucially. And then we support them to deliver their service. And we can work with other uh, other parts of an organization that might have a, a pain, a really great, because there's, there's so many amazing, local, developed, very creative, very innovative programs for musculoskeletal conditions. And we're able to capture them and put them in and deliver mm. them locally, digitize them, deliver them, providing right. that access to patients. I think that's I think that's fantastic. And I know that you've had obviously pretty stratospheric growth over the last 12 to 18 months. And so how how widely how widely available is this platform? And if I'm somebody that has back pain or has something, how do I get access to it or would I get access to it? Yeah, so it's it's available. Our customers are integrated care systems, NHS organizations, primary care networks that are looking to digitally enable their MSK pathways. Mm-hmm. So if it is purchased for an area, commissioned, purchased okay. for an area, we then at Get You Better, our team work with that organization, a small team, clinical leads, IT leads, um, project managers to capture their pathways, build it, validate it, and then deploy it. And then it gets deployed across the area. Then anyone can get access to it. For free, of course. So via prescription or via self-referral. So it yep. really does depend on the areas. Now, we, we're fully deployed in, uh, we're fully deploying across southwest London. We're mm-hmm. in the southwest. So we're Bristol, North Somerset, South Gloucestershire. We're providing it to support all 12 physiotherapy services in Somerset and we're in quite late discussions with lots of people about yeah, I imagine because right now um, we have a solution that that solves quite a lot of problems whilst enabling patients to change their behavior and self-manage yeah yeah I think that that's key so what it, it's a combination of solving urgent problems that we have now but actually it makes sense anyway even if there weren't such urgent problems this makes sense anyway doesn't it yes right yes, it does. yeah it yeah. does and what what we've seen is, and you might have seen this too, Steve. I don't know. Um, what we've seen is this kind of this this kind of siloed pathways where you have self management, you have GPs, you have urgent care, you have uh, physiotherapy, you have you know, and technology is often solves one bit of the problem mm-hmm. in a silo, and what that tends to do is tends to literally automate a referral and put something in another silo (laughs) yeah it makes it quicker to just move the thing on to the next person right that's that's right so (laughs) and that happens everywhere and then a patient says look you've got to download this triage app you've got to download this app for for, for physio you've got to download this app over here so what we've tried to do what we have done not tried we 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 are proving that it it is 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 really successful i can i can talk about that in a bit but yeah i hope so um we're demonstrating you can have an integrated whole end-to-end approach to a digitally enabled pathways and we're demonstrating it is working that's great um no and so let's on on, on that note how you know talk talk us through how how you evaluate the success either you know from a metrics perspective but i'm also i'm really interested because i'm sure look just like i would imagine lots of people listening not most people listening have some story about oh I had back pain oh I got injured playing football like me like I did earlier in the show you know like do you do you have some kind of you know individual case studies or examples of 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 how you've helped people because I'm I'm sure that you do um just because this issue is so universal I mean we've all struggled to get a physio appointment right Mm -hmm. I know and I know what you do is not just physio I'm sorry to focus on that but I think we've all we've we've all been through that that pathway so yeah so tell us about about you know how, yeah. how successful it is oh um, so so our journey just briefly coming back to where 2018 we applied for what is called a, a small business research initiative 
feasibility grant from NHS England. And we nice were, in uh, one of those nice catchily titled grants. Yeah, really easy. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. it's run by NHS England, yeah. supported by the academic health science networks that are designed to foster technology to be developed that works for the NHS, right? Yeah. So they said to us, right, lively back pain, go and do the feasibility of putting multiple conditions and bespoking it to multiple areas that would really work for us so we did a piece of work that did that and we were successful once successful you get invited to phase two and the phase two is a much bigger uh, contract mm-hmm. and so we were successful for phase two and phase two was really about building integrated digital technology for musculoskeletal conditions in primary care right hence get you better is about to start to integrate into emis well, cool. Congrats. Um, so so yeah, that's a big deal. So for those people listening that don't know, e- EMIS is effectively the operating software for 70 plus percent of GP surgeries in, in the UK. And um, integrating it with it is, is a huge step for any company that wants to work with primary care, aka the GP network in the UK. It's a huge step. Yeah, that's taken about eight months to achieve, but we are there. So a patient in a GP practice, now the GP or the first contact can look at it and say, right, Steve, his back pain's got better. Right. Steve's Perfect. actually preventing and, and has gone to book onto this prevention course. You know, right. So when you go to GP, GP goes, don't worry, I understand you're using the Wandsworth back pain app. And so it, it really connects. So, the, 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 so my usage, just to pick up on that, if I'm using the Wandsworth back pain app, and, and I go to my GP, the, the, my, my usage or my sort of feedback through that app will appear in his system via EMIS, his or her system via EMIS. Is that right? Into the notes. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. But that's, um, that's a very tiny amount of information because GPs are so busy. So it's yeah, it's not, like an, it's not like an audit log, but yeah, but it's still yeah. really cool. Yeah, and that's a co-design piece of work. So this SBRI big contract that we got um, enabled us to do what, four things. And this is coming back to your evidence question. That's why I'm going to, that's why I'm going to come back sure. to that. So enable us to develop, integrate into EMIS, build the platform, make it work, CE mark, get it ready to scale into the NHS, and evaluation. So part of it was to properly evaluate independently, get you better in the real world. Right. So that's Perfect. what we were able to do. And by this point, we were in you know, 65 GP, 70 or 80 GP practices, we had tens of thousands of patients. We were able to get lots of information about the patients. And so we've done, we worked with the Health Innovation Network, which is an academic health science network. And, and they've got a, a digital evaluation unit. Mm-hmm. And we partnered with them and they did an independent, uh, nice digital health technology framework. Another easy word, but yeah. kind of there is a nice digital health framework for evaluation of digital technologies that now feeds into this government, the NHSX digital technology assessment criteria so it sits in there as Mm -hmm. have you got this nice evaluation so we've done this nice evaluation independently on real world patients and the things that we can find the things that patients like the most Mm -hmm. the things that patients like the most were the app reduced discomfort to pain for seven out of ten users wow that's cool 70 percent of people have reduced pain yep 86% 86% said, you know, this app is easy to use, which is amazing given that it's on a phone and we're, we're dealing with the whole population. We're not just dealing yep. with those digitally enabled. We're, we're trying to get this out to everybody. And 71% believed it helped them to self-manage. So seven out of 10 people mm. had a belief that it helped them to self-manage their condition, which is, for me, is the most exciting bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Given um, that, like, I think also, I think we, we have to understand that effectively they this this was compared to zero if you like so if they weren't doing this there was no self-management there was nothing or so, yeah, right i mean okay and there's like one of those line diagrams of a leg in the air and you know it's sort of <laughs> so yeah so i think that that's that's phenomenal when you look at what you could like i mean yeah if if 70 percent of the 90 million people that are currently stuck on you know that are currently going through gp surgeries with multiculoskeletal issues can self-manage i know it's not quite that simple but you know broadly that's that's a huge huge relief to the system yes that's right and actually musculoskeletal conditions are a condition and if you can help people while they're experiencing it that's got to be a good thing because they can get back to work they're happier they're with their family they know what to do they have all the things to change behavior and we worked with the university of the west of england 
quite a lot on this behavior change. It's been one of the key things about Get You Better that is so important. Mm. What is it about our platform that helps people? To, we know now, and we're right, publishing right. some papers coming out. It's, it's um, in the Journal of For- Formative Medicine. Uh, it's just in peer review at the moment. We're publishing the, uh, the results. But, but, you know, people, if you talk about the patients again, you know, they, they say that the app, they, they would say to us, look, this has improved my understanding of my recovery. And that, that's a key goal. Yeah. It helps me develop relevant skills to manage my injury. That's got to be a key goal. And, and, and interestingly, a lot of them say that this is a great alternative to face-to-face with my GP for my right. condition. It was, it's not like people desperately want to go to their GP to talk about their back pain, right? I mean, it's sort of, yeah. I don't think that's, that's not a burning desire for people with back pain. They just want to get the back pain sorted as quickly as possible. So anything that can allow them to do that would be, I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, it might take a, even if you're lucky, it might take a week or two weeks or three weeks to see your GP yeah. for anything, really. So, yeah. you know, you might as well crack on with this in the meantime and see what happens. And it's going to, you know, what's your other option? But I mean, if you don't have that, then there is no other option. So, no, I think it makes total sense. That's right. And we, we, yeah, that's right. And we, we're helping to give people access to stuff. And interesting what patients say, which, which we were quite interested in, was, you know, I have to travel to go and see my GP when I'm in bucket loads of pain. I've got to get yeah. on a bus. I'm uncomfortable I can hardly walk I've got to go to my GP so they're saying actually this provides me access you know this is giving me access to stuff to help me so thank you very much and and what the clinicians are saying so the the evaluation was multiple multiple fold group was the clinicians are saying look they find it easy to use in the real world to give to their patients practically they they like the fact it's a certified medical device that gives them reassurance yeah. And they like the fact that it connects patients to local treatment and services and automatic automates referrals. So the start back stratification tool, which is supposed to be mandatory for back pain across the NHS, supposed to be, mm-hmm. takes 10 minutes to fill out. But if you've only got right. an eight minute appointment, how are you going to fill out a 10 minute? You're not going to. No, so why don't we just do it digitally? Yeah. Why don't we just do it digitally? The second time you open the app, it says, right, your GP practice, because it's down to that level, um, Merrywood. GP practice could you just fill out this form it'll take you two seconds and it'll help us to navigate you where you need to go they fill it out and they go look just keep using that you're doing really well right. keep using that. use the symptom checker follow the physical advice or it says look we've, we've just referred you we've done it you will benefit from it we've referred you here to the physio they've got your referral here's their number call them up if you need to wait so the GPs then go right I can have the confidence that this follows the predefined standardized pathway mm-hmm. and then everybody gets an equitable journey because you you, you yeah standardize care yeah and i think the point that you made there that i want to highlight is that you guys have gone down to the effort of obviously being ce marked as a medical device which i think is a big big step and and is certainly not one to be taken lightly but i I feel like potentially what do you feel like the fact that you've done that has sort of marked you apart from you know potentially other sort of i don't know get well apps or exercise stretching but i mean there might be some things around there but it it must give, as you say, GPs confidence that they're prescribing a medically validated, audited solution, as opposed to like, oh, hey, why don't you just check out this website almost sort of thing? Yes. Well, I agree. I agree. Not that they might understand what it means, of course, because it's a pretty complicated world of quality and and security and safety. Um, But it certainly does give a badge, just like I guess more common these days, the Orca app library that gives a yeah. badge. Um, get you better is currently at ninety-one percent in there. And there's a professional okay. assurance bit of that that you can you can look at, and and that that really ties down to the evidence really. Um, and there also, of course, there's the DTAC. So I don't know whether yeah. people want to say get you better is DTAC compliant, but that's a process from NHSX to say to organisations if you want to procure something, they should be DTAC compliant. And what DTAC is, it's just pulling all of those pieces I've just told you about into one certificate. So are you CE marked? Do you need to be are you CE marked? Do you have a nice digital health technology framework assessment? Have you done an accessibility assessment? Can you demonstrate it? Mm -hmm. Are you on the Orca app library? Yes or no? Do you, uh, you know, so all the things that kind of people, we get asked all the time, it's designed to make it uh, easier it's not quite there yet but we you know we still get asked the same question so it's not being used as it's intended but i'm sure that will change cool well look i know that we're kind of wrapping up the show um what is next for 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 
um, for get you better in the next sort of 12 months? Because I'm guessing, you know, your growth at the moment is pretty stratospheric. So what's what's up next? I guess a couple of things. I mean, the the, the thing that we we will be providing, we don't yet provide that language. Um, we definitely provide uh, reduced digital diversity by having very diverse content and enabling targeted content for organizations for their subgroups within their population. We hadn't done this because um, when we spoke to people, they're often the family member helps those non-English speakers. And so the family members were able to use it and do that. So what is next for us? Language for sure, but that will be coming very soon. Secondly, we've repurposed our platform for carers. Uh, we didn't think this would work to help people in care homes or people that are looking after people, but I think there's an element of repurposing our platform to really support the digitally excluded group who cannot use technology by supporting the carers. And our early work in the mm-hmm. Bristol, North Somerset, South Gloucestershire area, which was actually funded by NHSX, we've we've been blown away by the response. We've had carers saying to us, you know, thank you. Someone is listening to us. And now I can go into my residence and now I can help them. I now know what to do. I think that's amazing. We spoke about this before the show. I think it's an amazing thing, which is that it comes out of the insight that carers were were almost Googling what to do with people on on the on the fly sometimes when people were coming to them, which is kind of crazy and a clear indication that it needs to be a solution like get you better that can provide them with validated official localized ce marked advice about what to do yeah exactly and so they've been really empowered and that's really given us a buzz around get you better from monster because we're a bunch of clinicians at the end of the day so when we right. find something that really helps from a it takes it away from healthcare to social care so we're we're kind of moving into that social care, healthcare, public health kind of space. So that's really exciting. And the last thing is we're working with a really great bunch uh, down in Bristol, some cardiologists, some crazy cardiologists who are, are helping us to build a, a cardiovascular package. Oh, so cool. We'll be moving into MSK package, cardiovascular package. And it's not, it's not unreasonable for a patient to have multiple comorbidities. So we're doing that kind of work. And the, the last bit is, is community pelvic health. So supporting women and men with pelvic pain or pelvic problems that are affecting their lives. And it's, it's a huge unseen problem. We work with Southwest London Partnership to build a whole pathway approach to that. Now, those, those three things, the carers, the multiple packages and, um, and the community pelvic health are really exciting for us alongside reducing digital inequality because we're, we're always working to find new ways to reach hard to reach groups great well look on that note Kerry, thank you so much for coming on Kerry mcclellan ceo and founder of get you better um you may already be using it you know if you're in one of the areas lucky enough to have it commissioned i'm sure that you know within 12 months it will be all over the uk but you guys are on a rocket ship and thank you so much for coming on um you guys are doing some fantastic stuff so again really appreciate you coming on the show and telling us about it thank you Steve, and thanks for the invite it's really nice to to be able to share this and discuss with you so thank you great thank you everyone for listening see you again next week hi this is steve roost and you're listening to health tech hour on uk health radio the world's number one talk health radio